0: All right good morning good evening good afternoon whatever it is <laughs> wherever you are welcome back to the couple school podcast i can't believe this is episode number nine nine number nine as usual i'm joined by the lady of self-love herself entrepreneur guru, as we've just been discussing <laughs> show lawrence
1: hi guys hey <laughs>
0: I have to take a sip first before we even get into the subject here because we're talking about trust, but we're switching up the order of things, switching up a little piece today. So fortunately, a lot of you have found this podcast quite interesting and now we're starting to get people to write in directly. So I thought what we'd do is change, change the gist of things, just, just (laughs) slightly. So we're still partnering and leading with the subject of trust, but we've got, we've had a question. Well, it's more like a scenario. So... I've been with my partner for three years and have recently discovered that, that he has been talking to another woman. I don't think anything has physically has happened yet, but I don't want. But I, but I don't know what to do about it. Should I confront him? Should I confront him? I don't want to lose my relationship. You are looking at me? Yeah, because I want you to go <laughs> first.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, i to sit back and you sip You should always confront something that makes you feel uncomfortable at all times. Um, I think it's irrelevant how long you've been with someone. I think it's relevant, irrelevant where you want, whether you want to save your relationship or not. It's just a conversation. If he hasn't come forward with the information that he's talking to someone and you have acquired that information, there, that is a breach of trust. And therefore, she should definitely speak to him about it confront him no yes
0: yes i i i have my answer really lined up and ready to go until you touched (laughs) on the subject and used that lovely get out of jail free card word called acquired (laughs) that information like you've been snooping that's what you've been doing um look i'm a firm believer in the saying that that if if you go looking for smoke you will find fire Um, and I think in this particular scenario here, I do think you should confront him, by the way. I do think you should confront him. Um, I think you should choose how you do it carefully because at the moment, by the sounds of things, by you confronting him, you're actually gonna be admitting to something here Um, and saying, right, well, you went about getting the information by how, no. And I think there's that whole subject of breaking trust and breaking trust here, like, you know, which one which one's which one <laughs> which one's the worst?
1: Well that's assuming that she's not just like they don't have a relationship that she could just go in this phone or she can you know, it might not have been that she's gone snooping, mm-hmm. she might have acquired that information from someone else. You know, it could be an email that she has access to. Like you know, some relationships, people have access to the partner's phone, yeah. they have access to the partner's email, so she may have just come across and name and de- and then snooped in the name, <laughs> and, but, then and then snoop on the, snooped on and then the conversation. On the name. Okay. But the fact of the matter still remains: is it's, it's it's something that she's uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. She doesn't go into any detail as to what the conversation is or isn't. Yeah. Whether it's platonic or whether it's not, or whether it's leading or like anything like that. So we don't really know. But based on that situation, the moment you feel uncomfortable, you should broach the the subject with your partner regardless of whether you're snooping or not
0: yeah i'm, I'm as i said i do think that she should confront a partner i think you, but i think you should also brace yourself for the comeback that like is likely to yeah come, but this come is the thing way. i don't like
1: when people do that you're not going to come back i'm i'm asking you a question you can't then answer a question with a question no no
0: but I'm, I'm if this was me it wouldn't be like well not even this is for me because it would not be but like it's not a matter of answering the question with a question but you still have to answer to the fact that you were snooping as Yeah, well.
1: when I'm done dealing with this bit, first. Yeah,
0: but yeah, <laughs> I, I think, and this is, however you have, I'm going to use your word, acquired the information. Um, and I know on the end here, and I think that's the real fear that you've got here, is you don't want to lose your relationship. So I'm guessing that aside from this indiscrepancy, we'll call it that, um, your relationship has been good, pure, and, 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 and has been and fundamentally been good to you and a source of happiness. You know, when it comes to these sorts of things here, and you're approaching a subject like this, I think you have to approach it with the end in mind. You have to have decide what it is, is are your possible endings? And that be the basis on how you begin the said conversation. So if it is that you want to, your objective here is to find out, and if possible, preserve your relationship, then you're gonna need to approach that conversation in a way that is not likely to forge the end of your relationship and it's going to give both parties an opportunity to explain themselves. Basically what I'm saying is don't lead with a tag.
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah. It can easily go downhill with emotions being all over the place. Yeah.
0: And the other thing as well is, to, is you're likely to open up a, a can of worms that you think you need to be prepared for as well because if something is... Missing, and I do find. But most people, when I get to the nitty-gritty of going through the whole, there's another person sneaking, seeping in, or there's DMs that have been found, or there's extracurricular activity going on. It tends to find that there is when it's when that's happened to a happy situation. It tends to be that something has been retracted, subtracted, or is missing mm-hmm. um, by the other person, which has now caused them to start paying attention to other things. So it may be that although you've discovered this incident, this thing that's going on, um, it may be that when you speak to him that the, he explains that the trigger points to that was because something that you've changed or something that's bit, that has changed in your relationship um, and be prepared to discuss that as well. What do you think? Oh, you're biting your lip. <laughs> oh. i can get my shield out in a minute.
1: I don't disagree with anything you're saying I just it's a trigger point for me when we talk about like someone having to broach something that I'm with and then someone comes back with yeah but it's because this 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 I think that is always going to lead to a real difficult conversation when actually I just want to ask you about this particular situation why is this happening oh because you know you're not giving me enough sex or because you don't look as good as you used to or because I want to go out and have friends and I want to do, I can have female friends and all this kind of stuff. (laughs) Like, it's like, it that can kind of get a female's back up when actually you haven't come to me to have a conversation about these things that you're feeling or you're missing or that's been subtracted.
0: But what if he has?
1: But but we don't know if he has. But the idea, but let, your, the assumption let's, can't let's, be that he has. No,
0: but let's assume both sides. So in the sense, of, the sense of he hasn't. Yeah. Then I kind of get what you're saying. I, I kind of yeah. In
1: the sense that he hasn't, then it's it's very triggering to then go, oh yeah, so it's because of the da 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 because mm-hmm. you didn't come to me with open dialogue to say this is the issues or whatever, whatever. And then in the sense that he has. If you've then ignored that and there's been no work on that, then obviously then there's reasons for, I don't think there's reasons, but there's reasons for why.
0: I don't I don't think there's reasons for the choice, the choice Mm -hmm. to start to play away. Because whichever way you look at it, whether it's the deed hasn't been done or nothing's been touched, and it's a conversation that's leading somewhere. or things have actually happened, you've just made a choice to step outside of your house. Mm. So I don't I don't I'm not saying that there are reasons for the step out, but I'm saying that there is within said relationship, if, if situations get to a point where things are aired and they're not they're not dealt with, sometimes so even even when there are valid reasons for it, it doesn't discount the fact that someone's missing something. Yeah. And I think a lot of people mistake that because they sort of tail it off and go, okay, right, well, it's not this because of that yeah and whilst you can accept that it's not this because of that it doesn't change the fact that your one person is missing that and that missing depending on what that is and if we take the sex subject say for argument's sake if somebody and we've talked about this in previous previous cast if someone's sexual frequency ideal frequency is three times a week and in the beginning of the relationship, they got three times a week, and then something happens, or time goes on, and whatever it is that's gone on, and all of a sudden now you're at once a fortnight. Then, whilst there may be a reason for that re- reduction, mm-hmm. it doesn't take away from the fact that that reduction has caused a gap or has caused the other person to be missing something. Now, they may have made the Now, this instance here, if that is the case, he's made the wrong choice or decision to fill that gap by a conversation by other means. Yeah. You know? Get that completely. But I think a lot of the times within relationships, and this has happened in the previous with with, with my own past, you know, you'll articulate something, there's a, there is a valid reason for it, you know? So that mm-hmm. discussion goes on and, and the reason is understood and then the conversation stops there. But the need hasn't been it hasn't hasn't expired. So it's yeah. still there. So that itch still goes on and it gets louder and then if it's not it, it just builds frustrations. It mm-hmm. builds frustrations. So I just think that, you know you have to be when you when you approach a subject like that, you have to be willing to take the rebuttal that's gonna come back. Yeah, because I that's agree what with we're that. asking for is as a conversation about it. So it can't just be expecting you to be have you to right, the floor is yours and you can go along and yeah. dis- relay what it is that's upset you without being ready to hear what's upset him along the way as well.
1: I kind of feel like depending on how she acquired that information, if she snooped, mm-hmm. that means that there's a breach of trust before. I don't believe that someone would just go snooping for any, for no reason. There's some air of uncomfortableness or something that doesn't feel right from a female perspective. For you to think, hmm, let me go snooping. You don't just snoop for no reason. I don't, I, don't, think, I don't believe people do that.
0: I don't think people snoop for no reason, but I do think that the reason for snooping is not necessarily within, contained within the relationship that they're in. Hmm. I think a lot of the times when people go snooping is because they've got a past of hurt that they've not got over and are wearing like a security blanket. So when something smells like something from the past, mm-hmm. they assume it's that, and therefore go and digging with the same passion levels as what they had from all this accumulated hurt from mm-hmm. the past. Um, I'm a great believer in, in as best you can, and I know we're human and, and it can be a bit of an issue and, tr- and difficulty trying to do but to start each relationship with a clean slate.
1: yeah, And that
0: involves a lot of dialogue, a lot of conversation between you and your other half to let them know, and to continuously talk to them. I think we take our other halves for granted and say, we've said it once, mm-hmm. so they should remember. Yeah. You know? We've said it once, so I've explained I've explained how that hurt me. I've explained how this, so you should just know, but we're human, things go on. It wasn't their personal thing. They, they don't want to hurt you, obviously, but it wasn't their personal history, so they're not automatically gonna remember it 100% of the time, and the conversation needs to be fluid, I think, right away throughout the relationship. You know, just to make sure if this is still important to you, you know, that the other person still understands it, it's still important to you. Yeah. I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. How trusting do you need to be in a relationship?
1: <laughs> I love this. Personal just, hat
0: <laughs> or coach hat? Let's do both. So let's do personal hat first because that's the one that's got all the fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: um, I, I don't like the word trust.
0: Okay, Interested.
1: I don't really like the word trust. This is just a personal thing. Okay. I prefer the word faith, and I think they're two completely different things.
0: Explain, uh, go on. I'm,
1: I'm, so I, for me, I feel like I have faith that the person that I'm with is going to behave in the way that I would want, or that we've discussed, or that's expected. Okay. But for, I don't think I can say, oh, you know, I trust that this person... The idea of trust is this idea that, like this, that I, this person could never do this to me. I don't like that. I don't like that. That's not true. Okay. I believe that people can do whatever they want to do, and everything is a choice. Mm-hmm. Do I trust that someone is not going to make the choice? Mm, I have faith they're not going to make the wrong choice. But I don't think I can put all my pennies into a basket, even for the best behaved person, the most experienced person, the most loved up person. I do not believe that because I can guarantee you if Rihanna turned around and said to Jeff, let's go, he's going. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would have faith that he would make the right choice. But I mean, it's Rihanna. <laughs>
0: Would you forgive him? I would forgive him. passed Rihanna?
1: I would forgive him. I would forgive you. (laughs) No, but do you get? I mean, that's that's my my whole thing is this whole how trustworthy. I think you have to have faith in your partner and you have to lead with faith, and that you just move that way. And I think that I feel much more comfortable with that idea because I do feel like trust is. I just don't know. I make it feels free flowing to me. I don't like it. I feel like I have faith that you're going to do the right thing if you don't then you don't we're human and I think humans mess up okay and so I don't like the idea of the word trust I think but that's per that's a personal view no
0: I quite I, I find it quite interesting I quite I quite like the breakdown between the two words because when we talk about trust it's almost like I've given you something that thou shalt not break and once you break it then that's it so yeah like it's it's like it's like a Kit Kat. You can't put a Kit Kat back together again. It's yeah. an analogy, you know. Once you break it, you break it. If you have faith in someone, it almost gives a I say a margin for error. That's the wrong phrase to use, but it gives them a it gives them a pace where you like. Right, well, this can be repaired, provided based on what it is. Yeah. If you've 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 been unfa- unfaithful um, with. Okay, interesting. What about my coach hat on?
1: Um, with a coach hat on, I think how I'd approach it just a little bit softer. You know, I'd be softer with my coach hat on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I'd, you. Isn't it funny how we like that? <laughs> <laughs> have to be. <laughs> comes soft. to your personal, life, you're like. No, <laughs> I will. die! <laughs> but when it comes to like the coach hat, you don't want to think back diplomatically. With the coach
1: hat on, I think I think you have to. I'm replacing the word faith with trust with my coach hat, right? Okay. So I do think you have to. Um, you just have to. You do have to be trusting. I don't think it can work if you don't believe that your partner's going to do the right thing. So you kind of have to have trust. But I think trust is also built upon the time. When you meet somebody, you don't necessarily be like. I trust they're going to do. Like you don't know. Like it's just a build up of getting to know the person, them knowing who you are, you knowing who they are, having expect expectations and goals for your relationship. And then I think that's what builds the trust and that builds that root. But, yeah, I don't know.
0: Hmm.
1: What about you? What, what, how trusting do you think? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which hat do I put on first? juggling both. Um, I, think, I think if you take a look at the timeline for a relationship, I think you pay trust forward with faith. I think that's how mm-hmm. I see it. So when, the, when, you, when you get together with someone... You don't trust them because you don't fully know them, mm-hmm. but you give them that trust on loan. You yeah? know, yeah. you give them that trust in advance because if you don't, then you're just leading a relationship with suspicions, and if you lead a relationship with suspicions, you're just building a, a you're building your own bonfire which you're going to sit on royally at some point and then destroy it. Um, so, I think in the beginning relationship, you 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 loan the person the trust to say right, well, these these are the things i believe in and these are the things i want my relationship to stand by and this is how i i I see myself as happy Mm -hmm. and i think that's another key aspect of it for me is that different relationships because they're created by different individuals have different rules so different people's versions of breaking of trust differ wildly you know and so you have to have that conversation to begin with to let someone know right well what is it? What is it that I would find untrustworthy? What, what is it I would I find unfaithful? What What are the boundaries and all the rest of it? Yeah. And then on the basis of you, of that agreement that we are now in a line, you give that person a certain degree of, okay, I'm, I'm gonna loan you trust now that we're gonna do this thing together and you are, I'm gonna have faith <laughs> that <laughs> you're not gonna break that. Yeah. You know? I think you're 100% right. As a relationship goes on, you build trust based on those based on affirming situations, yeah. you know? So situations where trust could have been broken or people could have been betrayed and they weren't, based on situations where someone has done what they said they were gonna do, you know, where they've, where they've said, I'm going to be here at six o'clock, and they were there at six o'clock, and you learn that you can rely on them. But yeah. Those are these things that... These are the actions that build trust, you know? Like, it was... It's not so much the matter of remembering people's birthdays, because anybody can do that, but remembering that Tuesdays are a difficult day for me. Like, I watched um, a clip from... Uh, what's her name? Baroness Karen Brady. She's the lady of The Apprentice. Mm-hmm. And Stephen... What's his name? Bartlett. Bartlett was interviewing her, and she said that... Um, he was talking about successful relationships and she was talking about her, her ex-husband. She's like, oh, he was never, he never did, she never really appreciated the great big um, gestures, but she appreciated when when he put Petra in her car. Yeah. You know, because she knew that he was thinking about her and he'd taken her car out deliberately, so she had one less thing to do the following day. Mm-hmm. And those are the actions that build trust mm-hmm. within the relationship. Um, I do think a relationship a relationship's currency is trust, faith, whatever label mm-hmm. you want to put on it, because at the end of the day you got into that relationship to become someone's priority, mm-hmm. for someone to place you as their priority, for them to place you as their priority then you need to be important mm-hmm. you know, so you've got trust, you're trusting that, that that your importance with them stands, and that's why I think infidelity and cheating and all those, that all that, na- all that bad stuff that's truthfully why it hurts so much, it's not necessarily... The action of someone having sex with someone else. Yeah, it's the fact that you said you weren't going to.
1: Yeah,
0: right? And now you've put that person above me. Yeah, and that's what I think digs digs out. Of. Yes, agreed. Hmm. Can it work if you hold back? So if you're holding back in a relationship, you're holding back the trust because you're not trusted. You're holding back the trust. Can it work?
1: Um, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here um no no <laughs> i was really I trying i was trying, trying to, to take think of, I was trying, trying to make it was but no no, no. It, it, i don't think you can i um no
0: no i completely agree no, uh, and agree, this is though. this is why i say about the faith in the, giving the trust in advance um it's a trust is the currency of your relationship yeah without it the house cannot stand you have to agree what the boundaries of that trust are. Yes, what the rules of that trust are. Yes, but without it, you don't, you don't, you don't even have a friendship.
1: How could you hold back trust though?
0: I oh, are lots of people that do it all the time. They I pre- mean, Go into a relationship. I or-
1: mean, you, it, it, maybe. I mean, I don't think you can purposely. I mean, I guess yes, you can actually in the beginning of a relationship. I guess mm-hmm. if you have been hurt and you haven't dealt with that and you go forward into a relationship expecting the trust to be broken not giving it out because you, you just expect that to happen. So, yeah, yeah but then that's a very toxic approach anyway Being and not something that we would be advocating. No, not at all.
0: But I think it's actually the running standing norm, which is why I don't think most relationships last. Yeah. Watching watching um, Love Island was quite an interesting... It's quite an interesting... Love Island is my, my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I won't admit it to Karen. Well, I've just admitted it to Karen. She used to make me watch it and now I choose to. But, like... I like watching, I love watching shows where individuals interact with individuals Mm -hmm. and where they're all trying to wear their different mask of this, that and the other, but you can see right through it and you can see the need and the fear and the insecurity and all the rest of it and then the bravado that they slap over the top of it. Yeah. But there was a group, I can't remember what series it was, a couple of series ago, there was a group group of girls that were talking and they were basically... You know, they were like, this is why like, I never trust because I, I know that they're going to mess up. Mm. And it's that, that sentence there just inca- encapsulated why, to me, so many relationships don't last. Yeah. Because you're expecting it to fail. You never expected it to. You weren't willing, for whatever reason that's gone on in your past, to pay that trust forward and go, actually, you know what? Let's do yeah. the thing. Yeah, and,
1: and sometimes it's not even about their past. Sometimes it's just about everything's so negative about relationships. I mean, like, every show on TV is a, is a dating show or yeah. some type of falling in love There's show so of some type. Um, to the point where it's actually just getting boring. Like, it's everything is about dating. And so this is what's filling everybody's minds about, okay, so are we going to fall in love within six weeks of this show? And, oh, it hasn't happened. Or he's supposed to like me, but he likes someone else. And, oh, my gosh, he's broken my heart. And now I have to move on to someone else. It's, like, literally this this whole whirlwind of negative views on relationships and people when you cannot just meet somebody in six weeks and fall in love. But this is this weird expectation that if I meet you and I like you and you like me, we're supposed to be together forever. There's no like goal setting. There's no talk of the future. There's no planning. It's just like, oh, you're pretty. You're pretty. Let's get together! Oh my gosh, it's so amazing! And it's just like, wait, where's the substance? Where's the groundwork? It's, that doesn't get done.
0: No, because the groundwork happens after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's that favourite saying, isn't it? It's the honeymoon period. It's that period at the beginning where everybody's great and everything's yeah, but fantastic. Yeah, you're supposed to do
1: that in the honeymoon period.
0: Yeah, I know, but these shows aren't aren't designed for that. These people. Which
1: is these, why they fall apart. <laughs> yeah,
0: but these people go into these shows. And I think a lot of them aren't actually looking for love, which is part of the problem, because yeah. they're looking for their 15 seconds or 15 minutes, whatever it is mm-hmm. now, 30 minutes of fame, you know? And that's what they go on to the show leading with. And the problem is they actually bump into some individuals that genuinely want to find someone because they've been through so much yeah. nonsense. And so they've resorted to the show, whereas some people chose the show because they wanted to show them their abs off in their bikini, because that's, you know, how they get onto Love Island and then <laughs> onto the next show and onto the onto the next one. You know, I, there are so many dating shows, I mean love in the dark, that um, naked attraction, that's funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just to name a name a couple. Um, Married at first sight. Yeah. love is blind. Like, there's, there's so there, people are looking at so many different angles of this thing rather than just taking a look at it in its context and going, these are two people. Help them find a way to make yeah. to run parallel.
1: Yeah, and I feel like that's why we have so many issues in terms of people trusting and people because you're you're watching a lot of these things that are showing you push people together and then they break up. And it's like, oh, see, he was into somebody else, or and it's like you don't know each other, you haven't given each other a chance to know each other to. And then, so they lead the next relationship with this person's going to do this, this person's going to do this, this person's going to do this. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's just a weird concept.
0: It is, it is. I mean, just li- just looking at them on TV, like it's like car crash, isn't it? You're driving past it, you can't help but look to the right. But there's all these all these different shows, and just I feel. I feel genuine sorrow for some of the some of the individuals. who when I look at them, I see their hurt, mm. and I, I see their fears, and I see their pain, and I see their pain played upon by producers that put a show together that their job is to put a show together for TV, and then they dress it like you could, you know, find the love of your life when it just really doesn't it doesn't work that way. No. I got a question for you. Mm. Who finds it least easy to trust, men or women?
1: Mm-hmm. Who finds it least, least easy, to trust easy to trust? Women. Why? I think, um, I think, oh, this is going to sound so
0: bad. <laughs> coming for you today.
1: <laughs> you really are coming for me today. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it has been said Ooh, look, there you go. <laughs> that men cheat more. And women tend to be the ones that have... They're, I guess they're more emotional. I don't know what that whole thing is. I don't necessarily believe they're most, more emotional, to be fair. But women tend to get hurt more than men. Men, yeah, I just think it's the way. That's just what it is. I'm agree. trying to articulate how to say it. But for me, I think women find it harder to trust. They're, they have so much more to lose I think women have way more to lose in relationships.
0: Why? They just do. How? You can't just say they just do. They
1: Why? do. I mean, okay, so women are the ones that have are still deemed to be the <clears throat> caregivers. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are left with children. They're the ones that take time off for a maternity leave. They're the ones that make less money. They're the ones that are only given access to a relationship if the man is the man's gives the relationship. Men oh. give access to relationships, women give access to sex. So mm. so for me, women are the ones that generally are do worse off if a man cheats. Emotionally she does worse off. Because men will get forgiven. Men, men will get forgiven but forgi- they don't
0: necessarily forgive themselves. Men don't let loose Baggage, we carry it. I don't think that men, women hurt more than men. I think it's actually the opposite way around. It happens more frequently with women. Yes, I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the depths of the pain when someone actually gets cheated on, I think men deal with it least well. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's but well a lot of they're not accustomed to it
1: as much as women are.
0: <laughs> women, I think we, we touched on this earlier on. Women, I think, are more in touch with exploring their feelings after an event hmm so you guys will go through that and that's why I say that men actually experience it worse because we don't unpack it so what if it happens again it's you get hit with the same one and the new one over we're not allowed really to express you know you can't burst into tears in front of your friends at the pub and go oh my god blah blah mm-hmm. blah." This hurts. You, it would not be well received you know mm-hmm. so you, you don't have that outlet so i think men suffer more in silence when it comes to cheating than women do i will get i'll put you i don't you think i disagree
1: I, I don't i don't think i disagree i do think i do i agree with everything you've just said um but i still believe that women uh, have get the worst end of the stick
0: I think women are, and they're expected that. to as well. It's I like think,
1: they're expected to.
0: I think women are expected to take on more responsibility after a breakup, for sure. because mm-hmm. you, know, you are, you guys are deemed as the primary caregivers, irrespective of whether or not the man wants it to be that way or not. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the other bit to chip that you have to throw in here is because there are a lot of guys out there that, if they had their choice, if they had their way they'd have taken the child at the end of the relationship and had them full time and been the primary pre- caregiver. I know so many guys that take time off for, for maternity, straight paternity and and the kids' holidays and when the kids are sick and they're taking them to the hospital and they're taking them to the doctors, you know, that are fully involved and fully integrated into mm-hmm. the kids' lives. I think the law hasn't caught up with the stereotypes of of, of all day to match up where with where New parents are, you know. I fully take, and I'm not taking anything away from. Obviously, the gender pay gap that we're all aware is still there. But let's face it, there are a lot of powerful women out there earning mm-hmm. a lot of powerful salaries out there, doing a lot of powerful things. Mm-hmm. You know, I I know quite a few guys actually that are the the the, the lesser um, income earners in the house mm-hmm. um, versus their women, and that family dynamic works so strong. And I highlight that just for the sake of saying, right, well, the system that Exists for when a relationship disintegrates is based 50 years prior and it's not up to speed with dealing with modern day breakups Uh and how even just how things are distributed how things are broken down and said like there's a lot of guys out there that have lost their kids for a breakup when both parties neither party wanted it to happen that way Uh but because the way in which the law is constructed it had to during during the the split and during the breakup Uh so I think there are a lot of things and uh, rituals and patterns here that are old wounds that we're all carrying around that so to a certain extent some of those scenarios aren't that way anymore or certainly don't have to be if we push them for change
1: yeah i think it's much easier to push it for change this day and age i think i think p- we, we need to catch up the law actually doesn't withhold that's another podcast anyway but it, do, it doesn't it doesn't withhold men from doing those things it's just that they want money for it they want money for you to go through the system they want Mm -hmm. you to go through the system the way it shouldn't be that way it shouldn't be that way but i i do think that women um women tend to forgive and i think women tend to forgive because they are very good at looking at the whole picture whereas like if a man cheats a woman is looking at how that's going to affect the children the household the this that, that that the mortgage payments She's able to look at it and feel, and weigh up the options of him not being there and him being there. Whereas men, I think, just do not see that. They just see the act. They see their woman in this position and mm-hmm. they cannot see anything else. Men tend to not forgive.
0: Yeah, I'm right. See, I told you I'm right 80% of the time. <laughs> yeah, but I think this might be a part of your 20. Um... I think I do think you're right in the sense of uh, for a guy, you it's very difficult once something like that has happened for you to not to not see it. Men are very visual, visual creatures, which is why page three and porn has been such a craze, you know, and, and mm. been such a multi-trillion-dollar industry, you know, because we are very visual creatures. Our imaginations are set that way. So when something happens like that, so your your woman that you love and suddenly steps out and X Y and Z happens, you see it in pictures. Mm-hmm. You, know, you see it in pictures. It's not written in a novel, which is why how I think women see it. I don't think women necessarily see it as vividly as what a guy's imagination would paint it. And as I said, it's it's you're dealing with pain that's not just to do with today. It's to do with however many years ago, and it all comes bubbling to the surface, and it can cause a reaction. But I don't think that men aren't capable of taking a look at the whole picture and going, right, well, you know, I've got to take a look at this, 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 and this, and this, and this. But you have to incorporate that aspect into it. We will both see pain or that situation in a different world, in a different way. And, yeah, I don't think... I, uh, yeah, you know what, I agree. I don't think they could go past it. I don't think I could. I'm taking the coach right off now, and I'm looking at myself. And I could, <laughs> You're like, no, no what are talking I'm, about? <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. I'd see it like a movie, like, and I'd see it every time I see you. Yeah. You know? Every time I see you, I would see that situation. I'd see that dude, and it would... It would it would boil like no other. Like yeah. it's a volcano that's unstoppable. Like the rage that will go on. When it's, it, it, there's no there's no off switch. Yeah. You know. So, you know, in some yeah, I have to yeah, I concede.
1: So, so we give it up to my eighty yeah. percent. Yeah. I give that to you eighty percent.
0: You win. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, um yeah. On that note, in conclusion, <laughs> in conclusion, um, thank you so much for the question. It was anonymous, so whoever it was that you put that put that over, I do. Hope that somewhere in the middle of all this conversation here, you've found something that's helped you, Maybe not necessarily get past it, but definitely deal with it, process it, and then formulate some sort of action plan as to how you may step past it. I'm never one that approves of snooping. I will say that for now, testify. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm not. However... I'm pro-snooping. However, I do think that if you do suspect something, then confrontation is always the way to go about it. And just remember that there are different ways... Of confronting someone, confronting in this day and age, people dictate that as being some sort of argument when actually confronting the situation, just simply facing it, taking a look at it and understanding it for what it is, asking questions. And, you know, as I say to everyone, I don't think anyone should lead into a relationship or be in a relationship with going, right, well, I could leave at any given point in time, but I do believe that you should always hold no deal as an option. And if someone does break your trust, whether you want to put it like, trust, faith, principles, parables or foundations of your relationship, at some point in time you need to take a look at it for yourself, your situation your finances, your your kids and all the other bits and pieces across that spectrum and go does it still work for me and if the answer is no then you need to be brave enough to confront that situation by working your way whether that be through it or around it but certainly out of it anyway, that's us out for this week, Cool. Alyssa got something else you want to add?
1: No I don't have anything else to add. But um we'll see you next week.
0: Yeah, Charmaine won for our eighty percent this week. I'm coming back next week. But anyway, <laughs> thank you guys so much for your watching. Thank you so much for your support. Don't forget, don't forget, I'm hoping I am I'm a bit nervous for couple school after school for this one. Um, I think I might get sleep. but here we go. Um couple school after school is eight thirty on a Tuesday, Instagram live. Don't forget to join us, talk to us, agree with us or disagree with us, whichever one takes your fancy. We'll be there and we'll be ready for your questions, confrontation, or (laughs) advice. Anyway, that's that for this week. You take care, you stay strong, you stay focused, and we'll see you. you in the forwards. Peace.